I was having a nightmare, though I cannot for the life of me remember remotely what it was about. I lay wrapped in my blankets on the upper floor of our house in the Velabrum when it all began. I was just four years old, though my mother thought me beyond my years already. It was the year of the consuls Rusticus and Plautius, in the reign of the new glorious emperors Marcus Aurelius and Lucius Verus. It was spring, a strangely warm and sultry night despite days of storms over the nearby hills. The Velabrum, my home, is a shallow valley between Rome's greatest hills, the Capitoline and the Palatine, stretching from the Forum to the river. In times past, it had been a swamp, liable to flooding. But then, the Calaca Maxima, the great sewer of Rome, was built to drain the area. The Calaca runs beneath the Velabrum, its route defined by the valley's course. But this was still not enough to prevent flooding and disaster, and so, under the lunatic Nero, the ground level had been raised. Now, only the heaviest of floods would cross the bank. In a region where most other buildings were wooden insulae, reaching seven storeys towards the clouds, filled with the crying poor beggars and thieves. Our house was a small oasis of quality. A brick residence, only two storeys high, level with the structures below the palace on the slopes of the Palatine. I remember it well, though that was the last year we lived there. For that spring, the banks could not contain Great Father Tiber. A crash cut through the shroud of Morpheus and forced me to the waking world. My room was as dark as it ever got, for even in the middle of the night, torches and lamps keep the shadows at bay in much of the city. I sat up sharply, shivering, confused. For a moment, I could not work out whether the noise had been part of my dream or from somewhere in the true world. But a second crash clarified the issue. It sounded as though the world was collapsing into Hades below, and I stood shaking. I thought there was a silence then, but it was a trick of the senses. The crashes had been so loud that they had driven out all other sounds for precious moments. Then it came flooding back in. Screams, bellows, thunderous rumbles and bangs. I could tell the lights in the Velabrum were going out, as the shade of gold leeching through the tatty window hangings grew weaker. Slowly, with infinite trepidation, as though by delaying my investigation I could hold back events, I padded across the cold tiles to my window. I know, tatty curtains and cold tiles. It sounds so poor now, but back then we were considered lucky, wealthy even, for the emperor paid for our house and a small stipend allowed us to furnish it. I approached the window, and the noise outside crescendoed as the glow dimmed further. There was a roaring like that of some great, titanic, subterranean lion. I flinched as I reached the curtains, hardly daring to touch them for fear of what lay behind. I pulled them aside and stared into the vaults of the Tartarus. A great wave was washing along the Velabrum from the direction of the river. Even by what light remained, which was not much, I could see the flotsam borne by the crest of the wave. Not the remains of some broken vessel, though, but of homes and shops, splintered wood and chunks of plaster that had been swept along. Only the stronger buildings were surviving the crashing wave and the hungry waters it brought, and only the torches and lamps on the upper floors of those buildings continued to burn and illuminate the horror. I watched, in shock, as the heavy stone covers over the drains down into the Calaca Maxima were thrown into the air 
as though they were made of terracotta by a torrent of water that was simply too vast to be contained by the ancient watercourse. Screams came from the men and women, children and grey hairs who were caught up by the wave until they were dashed against walls or pulled down beneath the churning water. The living struggled and splashed. The dead bobbed and eddied, carried here from parts of the city upstream. I took everything in within mere heartbeats. Horror. Destruction. A fluid grave that claimed more lives with each passing moment. The spell of shock shattered at the sound of my name. Mother! She burst through the door into my room, wild-eyed and dishevelled, her short-sleeved woolen tunic unbelted and askew. Marcia, come, hurry! Cold and unemotional as always. But I needed no further bidding. Mother's word was law, her will iron. Had been ever since her husband passed. Or so people said.